0: Hello, Fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify, you're listening to 40 and 20, the Watch Clicker Podcast with your hosts Andrew, and my good friend Everett here. We talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? I'm, I'm great. You know
1: why I'm so good? Why are you so good? Because domp is domp, and you about to drink a beer. You're about to drink a beer. Uh, yeah, no, I'm good because I am really excited. There's two beers in front of me. Uh, you know what you didn't do? Oh, tell me. You didn't bring a bottle opener uh but there's bottle openers around here you've got i I even opened it i even
0: (laughs) opened it and and prepped it for you
1: uh yes i've got a bottle i've got a large bottle a pint bottle is this half is is this what you call pint heights uh so i've got a pint bottle of pliny the elder you do you're welcome from the russian river brewing company as you know not quite the official beer of the show at this point but as close of an official beer as we have, right?
0: I mean, I think we've probably drank more bushlight Light on this show than
1: anything else. <laughs> <laughs> the bushlight Light cannot be the official beer of anything. It's the official sponsor of this show. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've got a bottle of Ale Song is a local farmhouse brewery here in town, which is just absolutely to die for.
0: Yeah, it's fantastic. There are they are a very vineyard feeling, yes. very fruit inspired, French inspired farmhouse
1: yes. ales. W- wealthy hippies making yeasted, wild yeasted beers. Yes,
0: and they are I went there today. I went not to the territorial one, but to the one in Fifth Street Market. When you were working or just No, I went there to like to drink. Okay. <laughs> like
1: there's a there was a call at the Ale Song. <laughs> no, I
0: I went there to drink today for my friend's birthday. I got a flight and oh, nice. I had I had one of these. You had one of
1: these. Yeah. So so the so Not the whole thing. I had a, a taster of it. <laughs> the Ale Song beer I have is a farmhouse cuvee, mm-hmm. which is a farmhouse ale aged in French and American oak barrels.
0: It's delightful.
1: Delightful. Yes. So uh, I'm gonna I mean, I could, I which do you think I should do first i I do Pliny first was... because kind
0: of because aleong canong is gonna last longer. I'm concerned by how long that Pliny has been not consumed
1: It's been it's fine. It's been in the fridge. It's been dark. It's fine.
0: It's a month though. it's dry hop. You're gonna lose some of the brightness. the alpha acids okay. are melting. Andrew. how are you? I'm good. Uh, I got a little bit of the sleepies because it's a little late on a Sunday and Sundays, i'm a I'm a bit of a curmudgeon more than usual because I worked into. Into the early hours of this morning, uh, but good. I went. I mean, I went to Ailsong today. Had a flight of beers. Was delicious. Uh, I got the. I well, not done. I got a lot of work done today on my bench top. Uh, it's pretty close to flat and level, and feeling good. Also, had a taste of Highland Park eighteen today. Ooh wee. Yeah, so uh, I have a friend group, and every year for uh, your for our birthdays, we all pitch in and get a bottle. And like two months right after my birthday, which is dog shit, um, it was proposed that we stop pitching in like twenty bucks and start pitching in like fifty bucks, fifty to seventy five bucks. Yeah, because there's six of us that are that are pitching in. You can get some damn fine bottles at that price point. So uh, this was our first a little bit more spendier purchase birthday that came up. So we got Highland Park 18, got a little, little taste of it and it was, and you drank that today. A little bit. Yeah. Just a little taster.
1: And, and you drank. Ale song. Yeah, we drank it at Ale song. We gave it to him there and we just, we
0: broke it open at the table, which you're probably not supposed to do. Definitely. Uh, But we did it anyway because of America,
1: America. Exactly. And, and also, and also, uh, and also Highland Park, which is in the UK. Yeah. Do you Do you know what else is in the UK? Place. I mean, a lot of things. <laughs> well, this is guy. This the is tour to France. This I mean. is guy I know. <laughs> this is guy I know really well. Uh, we go way back. Named Tom Clements, who started a watch company called Clements Watches, and he's in the UK. You know where else he is? <laughs> he's here. At least in our ears.
2: Hi, Tom. Hey guys, how's it going?
1: It's going really well, man. How are you?
2: Good. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Really good. Thank you. Really happy to be here.
1: So glad you came.
0: Not all yeah, the way. So am
1: I. Like you're in your living room, but <laughs> we're really Did glad you see to have you. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's it's close enough. It's close enough uh to see and hear you. Tom, uh it is just after 10 o'clock here. In the That's evening. Right. We're drinking beer. It is just after six am in Edinburgh I, I think you may be drinking something alcoholic
2: that's right uh, yeah this is definitely the earliest um, I've ever started drinking probably <laughs> in my life but um I thought you know <laughs> when in Rome uh, why not just go for it so uh yeah I've um, I've just poured myself um, a few fingers of um, Jura which is a nice um, uh, scotch whiskey made over um, in the uh, inner hebrides in scotland so i thought i'd have a have a little drink of that with you guys
0: fantastic i, I loved seeing the
1: top of the bottle i was like i know exactly what's happening right now
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yeah, i was a little yeah. surprised but uh but but happy for <laughs> it so uh, so it's monday morning there are you going to go to work later
2: i will be yes uh so I, I don't start work for uh for a couple of hours yet so i i think i'll have time for for a drink and then it'll naturally work way yeah. so out of my system and, and I'll be yeah. fresh and ready to start the working day. <laughs>
1: you know, I'm a I'm an attorney, so I regularly drink during the work day. Andrew is a cop. I don't drink during the work day. <laughs> he does yeah. not ever so. but I also Probably
0: drink at weird hours. I I like when I take and take watch pictures with a beer in the background at eight in the morning, people are like, That's weird. I'm like, It's my eight PM. I'm what about do you want to go to bed? Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah, it's bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> But when I sold beer, I used to drink all day. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, part of the job, right?
0: It w- It w- very much was. Like I'd yeah. carry bottles around, and we would sample bottles at bars. And like it's ten a.m., but you know, we gotta try this. Yeah, it's our yeah, responsibility.
2: For sure, for sure. <laughs> I've got to say, actually, I kind of, having not cracked open a whiskey before at six a.m., I, I wasn't sure how it'd go down. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's going down smooth.
1: It works <laughs> for breakfast.
2: It does surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So you're so, gonna have the best day of your life today too. You're gonna win the lottery, all
1: kinds of shit. I'm like, I gotta
0: have whiskey <laughs> first thing in the morning
1: now. So Tom, you were just explaining to us that you're a huge, tremendous fan of 40 and 20. That you've listened every episode. Uh, That's right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I may be exaggerating just a little bit there. Um, so you're here, but we're here to talk about you because you are the owner of a brand new baby watch company
2: i sure am yeah yeah clements watches um so yeah we are we as you say we're you know we're brand new um we're a we're a new startup uh micro brand um as we as we were discussed you know based over here in the uk um in uh, in edinburgh and, and um, how was
1: my pronunciation by
2: the way your, your a- pronunciation has been fantastic a- yeah. edinburgh yeah. Yeah. There's been no Edinburgh's, no, nothing else. It's, uh, it's, you've nailed it. Yeah. Your, your,
0: your, sounds a little harder on the end, that last syllable more O. Yeah, but I can't is do more, those uh, sounds.
1: I can't do those sounds. Edinburgh. We'll, just... <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not a local guy. So, uh, you know, for, for all I know, I, I could be, well, there could be Scottish listeners on who are saying that I'm, I'm also saying it wrong. I'm actually from, from England as, uh, as you may be able to tell from the lack of a Scottish accent. You sound very um,
1: English and
2: and yeah. not Scottish <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah yeah so um, I'm I'm from uh from East Anglia I don't know I don't know how how well you guys know England but um just
0: from of, the tv uh, show
1: Vikings yeah I was gonna say we
2: yeah East that's it that's uh, that's that's where I'm from um originally and uh you know dotted myself around the UK a little bit spent some time living in Wales as well um and yeah most recently settled in Scotland and uh absolutely love it here.
0: What was the detour to Wales about?
2: That was for university. Okay. So that's where I studied my undergrad, um, in, in a small town called Aberystwyth, um, which, uh, Again, just a fantastic part of the world to uh, to spend three years in studying. It's a small student town uh, with not a lot else around it, um, but it's the type of place where everyone knows each other. So it's a it's it's a fun place to spend some time as a student for sure.
1: And in Wales, is all of the uh, education done in English, or do they have Welsh-speaking schools as well?
2: Yeah, no, they absolutely do. Uh, they have they have Welsh-speaking schools and classes um, and, and and all sorts. Um, the the university that i was at and and the course that i was on was well the course that i was on was in english there were welsh courses at, at abba as far as i know we uh colloquially colloquially abba is shortened to abba just because it's a, such a mouthful and it sounds
1: fun <laughs> and it sounds fun to say like yeah. the, and, like and, the and, band yeah
2: exactly exactly yeah you, you, you do sometimes get funny looks though you kind of like think people people think you've gone off on a weird tangent but uh, <laughs> I went to know, College of we're, we're, of still, ABBA. we're still talking about wales <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, well, very good. So, uh, Andrew's got a question. Should we dive right into it? Well, yeah. I, I actually, I, I think that there's a better place to start here, Andrew. I've got a plan. Are you okay with it? Are, can oh, do you trust me? I trust you. Put your hand in mine. You uh, didn't hear the clasping of hands, but they, they were <laughs> they were clasped. So, I, I think that there's a fun place to start here. I don't know where we're going to go with this. I don't know uh, if this is going to lead to anything or just... And, and then transition to something else. However, uh, so Andrew, a few months ago, got the Rona. I did. He got COVID. Mm. And when he got COVID, he was sick. And we did uh, some remote uh, episodes. And then he got better. And he was no longer contagious. But for another, what, four to six weeks. Yeah, I was sick for two and a half months. Yeah, He, he had... Laryngitis, which I don't know if it's technically laryngitis, but the same it symptoms. Was yeah, yeah. And so he talked like this, like Batman. Yeah, and we called him Batman, and uh, and and then listeners, nice listeners, wrote in and said, "Well, that's kind of uh, hubristic. He sounds more like Will Arnett Lego Batman, true at, at best." And that's it was very fair at the time. Uh, with, with that said, I think we've got an actual Batman. Here on the show today. Oh, look what you've done! You've been unseated as Batman, Andrew. So, Tom, you You're are still Robin, though. Pro- <laughs> <laughs> you are a professional ecologist and actually a specialist in bats. Is that correct?
2: That's right. Wow, you guys have done your homework. I'm you
1: impressed. know. that's that's how we roll man that's why we make the big bucks tom
2: (laughs) yeah yeah no that's right i i I am um i suppose a a batman (laughs) um yeah so i've uh i'm 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 an ecologist and ecological consultant and um, and what that means is that i spend a lot of my my waking hours um surveying and and studying uh the the uk wildlife and, and and botany and um and a big component of that is is indeed bats um so over here, I don't know what the, the kind of the laws are over over in the states, but in, in the UK there they're heavily protected. So we um we put a lot of effort um into making sure that we we kind of do the right thing by by this little species group, um and uh, yeah, spend I spend a lot of time kind of shining torches into dark crevices, um trying to find um trying to find bats. <laughs> yeah,
0: are you looking for colonies and 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 tracking colony growth? I mean, what what is that? what does that entail? Because your specialty being bats, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of upstream and downstream effects. And I think our, our bats are kind of an indicator species, right? I mean, am I from my understanding yeah. of of where they fit in an ecosystem. So yeah. what does that look like in your day-to-day surveying? I mean, yeah, I'm curious.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're right. They, they are an indicator species. You know, you don't get bats um, without good habitats nearby, because that's what they need to sustain themselves, um, normally of the the invertebrate population. Um, So when we're surveying for bats, it will normally be if something's going to happen to that habitat, then we need to make sure that if there are bats there, then they're suitably protected. Um, So we'll be looking for, normally for roosts of bats. um, So, and, and the roost of a bat, bat roosts can really vary they can be just from one bat to you know you can have hundreds of thousands of them in 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 one place um and they can go in all sorts of different types of places as well so trees caves lofts um pretty much anywhere that's dark and quiet then you you could get a bat and so um yeah our our jobs is to us to go out and to make sure that if they are there then then we're um we're either timing the work to, to avoid any impact and mitigating for it appropriately, or um, or just if best thing is if we can just avoid doing that particular bit of the work and normally find a solution, you know, a way around it.
1: And so, do you work then for a developer?
2: So yeah, I mean, it's not always developers. It can be a real range of different people. Um, some, I'd say, the day-to-day work is indeed for developers, but we do work for engineering firms as well, and also sometimes just private householders who are just, you know, it can be something as ordinary as just wanting to extend their house. And we'll just come in and and help sure help make sure that they uh, they do things right. So, e- ecological consultant is essentially what you do. That's exactly my title yeah yeah absolutely nailed it look at you <laughs> <laughs> no, so
0: not Batman consultant
2: Well, well but
1: also Batman yeah the, are, that's it, a, that's, a, that's the subtitle so it says it says Tom Clemens ecological consultant peren Batman. Batman yeah yeah that's <laughs> right
0: does do, do all of your coworkers have a specified uh, a field of expertise or, or are you just do you just focus on bats because that's a passion like that's just kind of where
1: you landed
2: yeah no i mean uh, well you, know, you
1: spent my... some hold on so you've spent some time volunteering specifically with bats before you were an ecologist uh ecologist correct
2: yeah that's right yeah so when i was studying down in um in plymouth which is on the south coast of england um i uh i got involved with quite a number of different bat groups um me and my girlfriend Alison, we uh we kind of just did everything that we could to get as much experience because in the UK that's kind of what you need to, to, to get into the ecology field um, but it's not just bats that we do you know we do all sorts of other things um, badgers great crested newts so kind of amphibians things like that um, and also botany and um, that's kind of a, another big passion of mine so um, spend a lot of time looking at plants and, and getting quite nerdy about all the details.
0: <laughs> How often do you come across wild hedgehogs?
2: Pretty, well, less frequently than, than maybe we would have once, but I actually came across one last week. What uh, kind of question is that? God, so just fucking went... <laughs> cool.
0: Can you imagine seeing a, a hedgehog in the wild?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess not. But
1: what, what kind of question is that? He's
0: out. He's out. He lives and works outside of nature. He's coming. He's just talking about badgers. All right, I appreciate. I'm it curious you. about how often you <laughs> come across
1: a wild hedgehog because that's a bizarre thing to exist in the wild. You, you know, Tom, I'm an attorney, yeah. and and one time I had uh, a meeting with some new clients. I'd never met them before. They're developing a business. That's all I know. It's these. It's these kids. They're developing a business. Uh, Or I don't even know their kids. I just have I'm meeting with a group of guys. They're developing a business. They want to just do basic setup. They come in. Well, so I go out to the lobby. I'm just walking by the lobby. And I see we're in Eugene, Oregon. If you're in the United States, you may, you know, or, or, or even internationally, maybe. Shit, I don't know. Eugene's got a reputation. We're a hippie town. Um, who loves to run in, in our in our downtown area specifically there's a tremendous homeless population um and just riffraff there's a thing called the eugene country fair here which uh which attracts people from all over the country so every summer we get this influx to our downtown area of vagrants uh and and, and travelers and travelers right so so uh s- some homeless population that just comes with them but also just people who are, you know van life people or whatever right yeah um and so i had walked by the lobby i knew this meeting was coming up and there's a bunch of like there's a bunch of like uh homeless people in the lobby like skateboards and dreadlocks and they're dirty and i'm you know it's just it's a law office and i'm thinking oh gosh what's happening here why is this happening And so I walk up just to check. Rinda, our very sweet uh, and wonderful receptionist, is talking to these folks. And I just sort of walk by just to like, not just to be there, right? Like uh, just provide support. And um, she looks at me and she goes, oh, Everett, your two o'clock is here. And so, and it's these guys. It's the hobos are my two o'clock. And these guys were professional ecologists right they were ph one of them was a phd students two of them had just graduated they're geniuses right they're like uh lichenologists one of them's a lichenologist uh you know one of them sort of like a more general herbologist they're just yeah, geniuses <laughs> and they're setting up this incredibly they've got like two and a half million dollars of vc and they're setting up this business to do you know testing anyway it was like okay I've, i'm at I'm at a point in my life where I have to reconfigure my expectations for what people are and who, what they look like. And yeah, it was a great learning moment. Because those are
0: people who get $2.5 million in VC. Yeah, that's
2: right. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's um, that, that's fair. <laughs> in mean, ecologists, we, we often do look like we've just been dragged through a hedge. Um, because we have. That, that's uh, right, literally. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so wild hedgehogs, man, that's blowing me away. <laughs> Watches, Tom. So at some point, you're sitting... Uh, at your desk or perhaps uh, walking through a heavily forested undeveloped area and you think to yourself the time has come i'm gonna do it how do you get there
0: no oh, i yes. want to hear before you the time has come all right well, like, sh- let's well, get the build up let's let's find the where's the spark for the idea sure. come yeah, and then when okay. do you like draw it like just let's hear that that trajectory
2: yeah, okay. So I mean I I often kind of sit and kind of wonder where it was that this first really started for me and and you know I, there are so many different strings that I could pull at to try and kind of explain how we ended up at this point but I think you know watches have always been there for me. I've always worn them and I've always loved them. Um you know there's there's a there's a story that I've told on my on my about page um which which is is probably the the best kind of way to tell the story, which is when, when I was growing up, my dad, he would tell me stories, um, about my late, my late Papa Tom. So I should explain. So I'm Tom, Papa Tom, and my dad also is Tom, but it goes by his middle name. Are you the third and, then? Um, so I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm the third, the third, the third, the third Tom, uh, in, in my family. And, um, yeah, you know, my, my, my Papa Tom, he had passed away. My dad was a young man and, uh, so my dad, you know, he 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 wasn't able to be an adult with with his father, and he he didn't get to know kind of that side of 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 the man that you get to know as 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 you grow up, and um, life kind of interjected um, at, at points along the way. There's been a lifetime of experiences and lessons that's kind of led to this point, point. Um, and watches have always been there for me, and I think you know. So I've, I've always had this passion growing up um, and I've always been a tinkerer, you know, as, as a kid, I was forever taking apart pens and remote controls and things like that. And the only, the only trouble was I never quite learned how to put them back together as a young kid, but fortunately I've solved that problem now. Um, but yeah, so I, I was a tinkerer and I was always designing and making things. And I, I think I must've been kind of six or seven years old and, and I pulled, pulled the wardrobe out from, um, from my, from the corner of my bedroom, and that became my workshop. That was my kind of that was my dream. I just wanted to be a guy who made and tinkered with things, and um, kind of alongside that, as a as a young young child, um, you know, my dad would tell me stories about his late his late father, my my papa Tom, and um, you know, my, my papa Tom had had a had an interesting life um, that was unfortunately cut short, but um, he had served. Uh, overseas in, in india during world war Two, and um during his time out there he um he kept a daily diary of all of his experiences and um he was out there for i think six or so years so a, a long old time and to the point where when he came back he was in his early 20s and, and his mother you know didn't recognize him when he knocked on the front door oh my goodness and wow it's just you, you can't you can't imagine it can you today yeah. it's just absolutely bonkers um and, um, yeah, so, you know, he, he saw a lot out there, but he also, he also did a lot whilst he was out there. And, and, and when he did have leave, he would go to places like the Taj Mahal and, um, and things like that. And, and, you know, not to, not to say that it was a good time, but, you know, he had some interesting stories to tell for sure. Adventures,
0: yeah, experiences. Ab- yeah,
2: ab- absolutely. And then, and then later in life, once he was home as a young man, still, he, um, he lived in, in Northern England, um near the lake district and he would on the weekend he would take his old kind of 50s motorcycle with his with his brother Harold and they would go off and just have adventures on the weekends just on their bikes just cruising around and God, it, it just it sounded like a, a fantastic time and, and my dad would tell me these stories as as I was growing up and it just brought Papa Tom to life for me because you know we'd, we'd never met him but my dad was determined to make us feel as though we had met him we had known him and I think I always kind of admire that about about my dad when I was growing up, he kind of really instilled that kind of um, value of family within us when he was telling us those stories. Um, and you know, I mentioned Pop Tom had kept these diaries, and uh, he'd he'd put them away in safekeeping in a trunk in his in his family home. And and years later, he came to retrieve them, and they were in his in in the trunk with his army uniform and a few other bits and bobs. And unfortunately, unbeknownst to him, his mum, years prior to this, had don- donated this trunk with all his war memorabilia to the British Red Cross. And so oh all those stories just, yeah, all these stories just disappeared kind of in- into nothingness. And it was just the man himself that was left to, to tell them. And unfortunately, he-, he he wasn't able to um, because uh, because of his, his early passing. Uh, and so, you know, my-, my dad had a handful of his mementos he would always keep it to hand it was a photo of him and his and my nana which is in fact the only one that i believe they have um a few of his war medals and and his universal geneve um watch and you know i didn't really understand the significance of this at the time i just knew that it was my papa tom's and i just loved it i was fascinated by this thing and and i think that's really where the spark that you mentioned andrew i think Mm -hmm. that's where it comes from um absolutely and and you know years later you know skip forward a couple of decades here I am I'm a I'm a I'm a a kind of fully grown adult and um and I'm I'm kind of out in the world being an ecologist and and I've got all these other passions and interests I'm a serial hobbyist like like yourselves and weird uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's a huge Uh, surprise that's
1: a huge surprise And,
2: (laughs) and 18 months ago you know this this thing happened when the world um suddenly changed and we found ourselves with a bit of extra well I suddenly found myself with a bit of extra time on my hands not because I was furloughed or anything like that I was still working but because um because you couldn't go anywhere so, yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's so, right so
2: so one evening I just kind of I sat myself down in the garden and, and I just decided to start sketching and 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 I, was, I sketched a watch and and I thought hey you know I've, this this looks pretty cool I really like this and and it developed and it developed and there's been oh, an uncountable number of iterations and prototypes and um you know sort of about 18 months later here we are i've kind of developed clement's watches and the the design which is the photic diver and um you know it's it's nothing groundbreaking i'm not disrupting the industry here but um it's something that i am immensely proud of and it's something that i thought hey I love it so let's try and share it with the community so um yeah that's that's what i'm here to try and do
1: well, well tell uh, so so first that's that's a fun, that's a super fun story it's an excellent story i love to hear about you know the inspirations that people have you know sometimes they're sometimes they're you know inspirations professional or or they're, they're you know inspirations someone who touched them in their life that that maybe is surprising i, I, I love hearing about this person brought to life for you as a child well i i think that's a ton of fun and and the memento or, or the token of that of that uh being this universal genev watch before we move on can you tell us what the what the watch was i i assume it's just a 40s 50s ug watch as andrew call it. It, it it's a watch that's-
2: yeah that's right. Yeah. I mean, I I know relatively little about it other than that it is a, a UG. It's uh, you know, it's a sixties style kind of dress watch. Um it's got a fantastic, very thin gold case and hand wound and um this lovely domed um kind of acrylic crystal. And it's just you know what I'm I'm annoyed because it's 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 over in it's over in the other room. I sh- I should have had it for you to 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 see, but it's um yeah, it's just a very simple watch, but it's it's something that I, I imagine that Papa Tom would have had on his wrist. You know, it was it was a time where watch collecting wasn't a thing. People had one watch, and that one watch went with them. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And so, you know, he he would have lived his life with with this on his wrist. Um, I'm you know, I'm, I'm not naive enough to think that he would have taken this gold dress watch out to India with him <laughs> by any means. But um, but you don't know I, yeah, that, yeah. But I mean, you yeah, don't know that, yeah. right? That's, well, that's a thing that yeah. people
1: did. So, so UG <laughs> actually one of my very very favorite watch brands. Um, you, you know, Universal Genève did everything from kind of out there casework to really somber, uh, aesthetic casework. Uh, but you know, when you look back at the UG designs, I think that there's so much that we draw from today, you know, Omega draws from UG, uh, all the time uh you know and nobody really you know recognizes it Uh, i think no one calls them or or nobody verbally recognizes it. i guess right um you, you know but but the you know the pull router dive watches they have this beautiful asymmetric case and i just love i love everything they do so uh you'll have to send us a picture uh you'll have to send us a picture of this watch
2: yeah absolutely
1: yeah and so the photic diver let's talk about it because yeah you, you're sitting on your back porch and you're sketching a watch and you come up with a pretty darn cool... Yeah. A pretty darn cool idea. So, so so uh, as you say, you're not disrupting the industry. <laughs> this is not a... Uh, you know, our, our good friend uh, D.U. Wu uh, of Solus watches is also not disrupting the industry but doing kind of out there things. I think you're taking a much more conservative approach but not you know we're not seeing this watch uh often so so tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about what you were aiming for what what you're trying to do and, and the specific decisions you made to make this your watch the photic
2: diver sure sure so i guess i guess a lot of the style of the photic is um well it's something i designed it's it's it comes from me you know it's um it's got an element of kind of vintage aesthetic to it you know some charm i like to think um but it's um it's understated most importantly it's not flashy it's not kind of this big blingy timepiece it's uh it's a 39 millimeter vintage skewed dive watch and um you know it's got this fantastic thin sapphire bezel on it which I'm uh I just I'm in love with. <laughs> um and uh, I, I yeah.
0: dig that. This this is this is skin diver with just the right updates, at least in my mind. I mean the first time I looked at it when uh I think the first time I saw it was Mike sent us a picture of it when he was reviewing it. And uh yeah. it I was like, ooh, this this is <laughs> this is what I'm looking for in that very vintage inspired but updated dive watch.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the, the design. I, I. We we all know the the famous vintage watches. You know, mm-hmm. your Amigas, your Omegas, your your Rolexes, things like that. And and I think they are gorgeous. And you see a lot of watches coming out that that pay pay homage to, to those designs. But while I I didn't want to do that, I didn't want to just replicate an existing design and I didn't want to kind of piggyback too much on on existing ideas. And so I guess I've kind of amalgamated some of my favorite design aspects from half a dozen, maybe more vintage watches. And and, and that's what we've kind of ended up here. With. There's,
1: there's uh, some Blancpain. I see I see a little bit of Blanc yeah. pond here. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Right
2: yeah yeah absolutely a little and, bit
1: uh, a little bit of explorer even mm-hmm. uh, i was
0: saying those, yeah it, it feels kind of explorery like yeah
1: well, well so walk us through your initial walk through your initial vision for this thing because i'm I'm always curious about that you, you know uh watch design i think is just like so many other things but especially in 2021 or i guess 2020 designing a watch um, you know, we've just come through probably the modern golden age of grassroots watch design, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and whether or not we're through that or not is maybe... Uh, I think we're in it. We're, we're in it in yeah. any event. So, um, And people at- attack that from a lot of different angles. But at some point, you have to sit down and say, This, this is what I'm doing. And so I'm curious about the the this in in, in for you as, as you're designing this watch. What was the this? What are you trying to do here?
2: Yeah, so I mean, it's uh, going back to going back to my pop Tom's Universal Geneve and, and and vintage watches as a whole. You know, <laughs> I've 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 had a handful over the years, and and they are things to just behold because the details that these these older watches have are just fascinating to me. Things like it's something you don't see very often these days, but domed dials, I just love the way that they play with the light. Nice. <laughs> um, and so that was really important to me to have that included within within the design aesthetic of the watch, this very gentle dome to the dial. Um, and and I knew that I wanted to have numerals, but also some just kind of ordinary markers. And so that's, that's what we've gone for. And that's kind of, I guess that's where the, the Explorer flavor comes from shall sure. We say. Mm-hmm. sure um and uh you know I, I just wanted to create a watch that that was that was for the kind of the modern person you know guy, guy or, or, or girl um because it's a 39 millimeter case so it can be worn mm-hmm. by whoever it's not too big um and yeah i just wanted to make something that was going to be able to stand up to the rigors of mm-hmm. every day it's you know it's, it's a common story you know people people love vintage watches but they don't love to wear them because they're worried and and that's exactly me you know I when I was early early on in my kind of watch collecting times I I I went through the the classic phases I had a Seiko 5 SKX etc etc yes um, sir my (laughs) (laughs) My, and and my Seiko 5 I uh, I went through three crystals on that and and it wasn't because I mistreated it well, maybe I did. <laughs> it's because it's because I like to wear my watches when I do things, and 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 I, I like to keep active. I like to adventure, um, and I like to explore, and, and that means that sometimes things get broken, um, and it means that you definitely can't wear a vintage watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you shouldn't. It, it, not
1: not when you're playing, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because uh, God, that would that would hurt. So um, that was that's really what I wanted to do, and I wanted to create a watch that could go the distance with me. Um, and I looked around and I saw an infinite selection of beautiful watches, both micro brand, um, uh, luxury and kind of entry level. But, you know, there was always just that little detail, you know, oh, it's great, but I wish I had drilled lugs or, oh, that's fantastic, but it's a bit too thick, whatever. And and I just yeah. thought, hey, you know, let's, um, other people are doing it. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm someone that, that loves a good challenge. You know, I will I will sit down and I will invest hours and hours and hours of my time to, to get good at something. And so I thought, you know, why not invest my time in doing this? So that's what I did.
1: And it's,
0: how'd you land at a dive watch?
2: Uh, good question. Yeah, I mean, I just love the aesthetic of the dive watch. Come mm-hmm. on, I mean, when the Tudor uh, Black Bay 58 came out, I just kind of saw that and was just like lusting after it because it's, it's gorgeous. And I think the... The, the the very premise of a dive watch is it's a tool, you know, it's something that's that's rugged, it's hard, it's it's gonna it's not gonna break on you, and it can go anywhere. Um but some dive watches can also fit really nicely under the cuff. You know, you can wear them for work, you can wear them when you're out for drinks, you can wear them when you're doing anything. And those bezel, those rotating bezels that dive watches have, I just think are so practical. They're so useful. You know, I on a classic three-hander with with no bezel, I, I think they are gorgeous and fantastic styles of watches, but I just love the practicality of having that bezel mostly to time pasta or eggs, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the soft boiled the, the
1: soft boiled the egg timer as we as we <laughs> as we like to refer to it. That's why we have slide rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, talk to you some of the specific elements. I think, in particular, you know, dials are dials, right? You you, you can you can do a hundred different things with a dial, and by and large, they operate the same. You know, whether there's Arabic numerals or 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 markers or lozenge markers, or you know, it, it sort of doesn't matter, right? But with bezels, I think that we see a lot of different functionality.
0: Yeah, we see a huge functionality. I think that's really where where watches separate themselves from the pack, and, and how they execute what that what that bezel is going to be made of, the finishing and 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 uh, texture on the bezel, the shape of the bezel, and yeah. So it's, that's 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 kind of where I was going with this dive watch question. <laughs> you, I, I have curiosity.
2: Yeah, okay. And,
1: and yeah, you've done so, like, you've done a couple of interesting things with this bezel, right? Uh, it, two two in particular are in my head, but I'll I'll let you tell the story. And if you don't get to it, I'll ask you
2: sure yeah so i guess you know when i used to browse ebay trying to find affordable vintage dive watches <laughs> um, i used to come across a lot of um uh squales uh with these amazing um uh bakelite bezels which yeah. i just thought just look gorgeous you know, yeah but they, were, they were always cracked and they because you know, it's they're, not, they're not yeah. durable because yeah. it's bakelite yeah sure yeah and and then they're not they're not durable and and so that's where i just thought you know what's the modern solution to this it's sapphire of course so here we are I, i i i set out and i designed the watch with a with a domed sapphire bezel and it's it's nice and thin which just kind of you get this ring of polished metal around it which catches the light fantastically um as a part of the bezel design and then i guess the second thing that you guys are probably alluding to is the fact that it's it's got no
1: numbers on it, right? It's mm-hmm. got no numbers. <laughs> it's a it's a countdown timer. It's a decompression bezel. It's a. I mean, it's what it, it's, it's all of them. It's a twelve hour yeah. dual time. It's really whatever you want it to be. I I love that. Uh, you you know, and it sort of it breaks down. We hear a lot of people talk about what you, you know. Mike reviewed a watch recently, and I'm not going to say what it is just because. Uh, A, I sort of disagreed with him, but also because, uh, you know, we don't need to call out companies or, or trash other watches. But he said, you know, to us, and I don't think he said this in his review. I don't know. But he said, the bezel's borderline useless. Like, this bezel is useless. But with that said, it looks amazing. It just looks cool and neat. And, like, what do you really need this thing to do? Uh and and the answer is, you just need to be able to locate the twelve o'clock position, right?
2: That's, That's it, right?
1: Or or whatever, yeah. you know. You need to have some differentiation at some point in the three hundred and sixty degrees.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you you are absolutely right. And you know, I um I think I'd I'd agree with you, Everett, in that you know you, you don't need mu- you don't need numbers on a bezel. Not to say that they're they're superfluous because they of course have their place, but. You know, if 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 you take that perspective, then surely you need numbers all around your dial also, right? Right. Because we, we can we all know that these these marks around the edge of the bezel represent five minutes or right. wait, what <laughs> <laughs> Right. Right. So- That's why they're
1: there. You know, Movado proved many, many years ago that you maybe don't even need marks. Yeah. In just yeah. a single yeah. diamond. Because our brains do all of the work that's uh, it yeah uh, well, well oh, okay so it's an idea it's a theory uh that we're talking about now monday morning quarterbacking your design how did you make that decision
2: it was an easy one for me you know the, the uh from the very first iteration of the of this uh of this watch it had this bezel um you know it, it's been tweaked the, the the markers have changed slightly but I just love how clean the aesthetic is. That's what it is, and um, there's actually um, there's a handful of, of vintage '60s designs which have this bezel, and I just I saw it and I just loved it. And you know, this this watch is it's, it's it's something that I wanted to be in love with, and so I just thought, hey, let's let's include this feature. Why not?
0: It it has the feel of a sport watch without without the numerals without a color change without really much on the bezel it it has the feel of a sport watch with the functionality of
1: a bezel but but you yeah. know it it does the thing i love which is that it's it's a sport watch that is incredibly as to use your word which i like dressable
0: yeah it's dressable <laughs>
1: uh and and it's a 120
0: click right that's right okay. yeah so, so all the—I mean, we we see people sort of. I'm, I'm kidding. I, I'm I'm all about sixty-click and friction <laughs> bezels. So I
1: just, well, even though I know nobody else is. Well, well, well I I, I'm not sure that's true. We do see people intentionally. We see microbrands intentionally gelding watches. I think right now. I think that it's a, a moment in time where. Um, uh, you, you know, in order to stand out or to differentiate yourself, you have to make a decision. Uh, in in places, but you haven't done that here. It's two hundred meters, hundred and twenty clicks, screw down crown. You know, to m- 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 movement. It, this is a f- and not a o- not a Like love,
0: love that you went with the no go state position. So, yeah. So you you've
1: got a, a thirty nine millimeter dress diver, that's. Full featured, right?
2: That's right. Yeah. It's, um, we haven't taken any, any, any shortcuts on this at all. It's, uh, it's got the water resistance. It's got the steel case. You know, it's, um,
1: is it, wait, is it, it is it 316L steel? Because we're, I know some people cut corners. (laughs) How did you
2: guess? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. It is the, the, the famous. 316L. Um, yeah, <laughs> how could it be anything else, of course? Um but yeah, and, and and despite that, it's uh you know, it's coming in at a fantastic thickness. And I think that's that's one of the the other things of, of this particular watch that stands out is it's well thickness, thin it's it's I think it's thin, you know, it's it's a shat, it's a hair over 12 mil. And um yeah, I mean it, it just it wears so well. And, and so you can dress it up as you say.
1: You, you know, you you've stated on your website dimensions: ten point seven millimeters of case plus one point five millimeters of crystal. I think that that gets us to what just just over twelve, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, twelve twelve point two. I think it takes us to so. Um, yeah, S- it, with it,
1: with it a dome, well. right? We oftentimes hear twelve plus a dome plus the three millimeter dome. Yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah we we kept the dome quite subtle on this it's a 1.5 kind of lift from from the case or from the bezel but um you know it's there and it it just yeah it works well it's it's great
0: i have to ask a question for mike the stamping on the clasp of your bracelet that Uh says uh diver i don't remember (laughs) right off the top of my head uh
2: dive dive extension
0: dive extension that's what it says yeah (laughs) are the is that in your production models
2: Yes, that's that's the plan. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I just like the way that it kind of it balances out the because it's it's you know it's uh, the clasp has been a point of conversation and it's it's quite it's quite a long clasp, you know. It,
1: all extendable clasps are.
2: And yeah, it, it, exactly. You, you know, I,
1: it, I not not to call you out. I think we've yeah. seen this clasp in other watches, and and maybe that's not true, but I, I believe we've seen this clasp, and and it is long, right? And so, mm-hmm. um how how do you deal with that in terms of you, you know the way it feels did is that just a decision you make or
2: yeah so so um so for, i mean firstly the, the the diver extension text it just it kind of for me it it just fills that negative space and it just balances it it, it reminds me a bit of a Seamaster um clasp actually in kind of in, in the way that the, the text is positioned but yeah. but anyway yeah i mean the the, the, the the bracelet and the clasp have been through several iterations um mark one was just the the bracelet itself was a a hair too thin so what we've done is we've gone back and we've increased it by 0.8 of a mil um and it doesn't sound like a lot 0.8 of a millimeter but it's a lot it's a big difference it makes a big old difference yeah and you know the mark two i think it it balances just fantastically you know that there is there is the undeniable fact that this, this clasp has got a little bit of extra heft mm-hmm. shall we say versus uh, just a traditional kind of um push clasp or something like that but it's got that you that that kind of utility which for me i just i just absolutely love it's it's always been a pain point for me when I in the summer I like to wear my bracelets on so my yes. my watches and bracelets. And you just get hot. Your wrist, your wrists swell up. I mean, I've just strapped this on just now, and I can already feel it getting tight. And this has been sized for me, and so it's just so great just being able to just pop it out one click. And you're right. You know, th- this this clasp it's it's, uh, it's been used by by a few other brands, and, and I won't name them. But um, you know, I, I I'm in, I feel like I'm in pretty good company with.
1: Indeed, I, I agree. Indeed, yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. that's exactly the thought I had in my head
0: yeah <laughs> yeah and
1: and knowing
0: that i i like that clasp yeah yeah and a 20 to 18 tap or a taper yeah
2: that's right yeah yeah so t- uh 20 at the lugs, 18 and then back up to 20 at the clasp um so yeah i mean it, it it balances itself out pretty pretty nicely and the the thing the reason actually that i i picked this specific um extension clasp is that it's got it's got the extension, but it's also got three three holes of micro adjust, mm-hmm. and so that means that you know you don't always have to have it ratcheted out if you don't want to. You can sure. you can tweak it, and then just when you get pretty particularly hot when you're running or whatever, you just use a ratchet then. And it's uh, yeah, it works great. I think it's I'm pretty I'm yeah, it was. Uh, I went back and forth on it, and I've 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 had a few comments, but it's just something I just really want to stick with because it was it was part of my original vision and. And it's important to me to kind of keep that utility, you know.
0: I like the uh, non-remove extendable clasp. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot Mm -hmm. because I have a couple bracelets that have to be removed to adjust to to affect the ratcheting, Yeah. which is not problematic. It's not like it's a huge chore to take my watch off, but it's nice not to.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You're you're kind of a whiner. I'm a
0: big bitch. You should hear me when I go pee and I'm wearing a suit. Like putting my tie back on after I pee is just a nightmare.
1: Oh man, that's amazing. Just just hold on. hold we just take a moment of silence. And just let everybody digest. Yeah. All right, carry on. Okay. So I, I got a question.
0: Uh, I, I you've talked a lot about your kind of watch collecting journey. It seems like uh, you've had uh, I don't know if you're a revolving door, but I get the wait, scent.
1: I get... Wait, wait, wait. What? am <laughs> sorry. This ale song, oh, this Farmhouse so Cuvée is so good. Is what is so that? Good. What is the flavor? There's a flavor there that I'm having trouble oh. pinpointing.
0: It's, uh, it's salt.
1: You're getting salt. God this is maybe my
0: favorite beer i've ever had in my life so good it's almost like a margarita if you salted the rim of that beer it'd be perfectly appropriate
1: i i I mean it's every time i take a drink i look at you like holy shit this is good you should see what his pants are doing yeah i'm tenting uh this is i mean i have felt this way before so right I, i think this is my favorite beer i've ever had
0: it's really good
1: Oh man. Okay. I'm sorry. Carry on. Um, Andrew, I interrupted you rudely. Weird. Rudely. How unusual
0: of you. So <laughs> I, I get I get the sense that you might be a revolving door uh watch guy. That they that they, they, they stay for a while and make their way out. Uh is is that accurate?
2: Uh, I mean there, there's been a handful of watches that have that have come in and, and gone out. And actually in truth it's it's mostly the the vintage ones. Mm-hmm. Um not because I don't love them, but just because i don't wear them because i don't right. break them <laughs> yeah you know um and so uh, yeah i mean to say I'm, I'm i actually haven't bought a watch well except for yeah uh, photics obviously like that i've been made um but i actually haven't haven't bought a watch for, for about three years now so it's, it's been a while you know i've kind of been celibate practically You're
0: fasting um, yeah
2: yeah <laughs> i fasted
0: and then i i went on a binge that's right <laughs> so yeah, that's godspeed binge, yeah. to you when it when uh, when you break this fast <laughs> um what's your collection looking like now
2: so it's pretty streamlined yeah. I'll, I'll be honest you know i've got um uh my my daily wearer because i'm i'm babying my photics at the moment because i don't want to get them too dinged up whilst i'm still taking photos and things like that but my daily wear is, is a is a um, black bay 58 um which
1: which you um, you, you you mentioned it earlier. yeah
2: that's right yeah i just uh lo- I, lo- I love it and um to be honest, it's it's practically a one-watch collection. You know, I've got I've got probably about six or seven other watches um, that get very little risk time. Um, I've got a, a um, Tissot Viso Date. Um, mm. and a, Love oh, and that watch! Love
1: might... that watch! The oh. dog,
2: yeah. the dog ball.
0: We talk about the watch That's... all the time.
2: It's great. It's great. Yeah, I got that for my uh, for my twenty first birthday as, as a graduation present from my from my um, parents. And yeah, it's a it's a fantastic watch. I actually, I actually should wear it more often. But um, and then the other watch that gets the the most wrist time is um is a G Shock. Uh, you know the, that the tracks. Older. Yeah. The, the square ones and, and i just i just love it I, I wear that when i'm out in the field um doing my survey work because uh because i i break things so <laughs> the g-shock gets strapped on for that but there's also uh,
0: badgers uh, and hedgehogs like yeah, they're, yeah. They're, like you've got <laughs> to be careful wild critters hedgehogs. out there
2: yeah but you know i'm 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 an advocate of 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 wearing Wearing your watches, you know, not just kind of babying them too much. Um, so apart from when I'm in the field doing my surveys, then the 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 Tudor goes on the wrist. Um, you know, when I'm if I'm kayaking, surfing, uh, hiking, whatever, it's it's there with me, and um and I and I just love that. Um, and you know, once uh once I'm done taking product photos, the the photo will be there, um in its place. And um you know the the, the thing about watches and and it's something I'm sure that we all feel, you know I. They are just so special. They connect you to people, not just to yourself, but they connect you to mm-hmm. people and to your to your memories of of those people. And um, you know, I'm I'm a normal guy. I I uh, I'm an ecologist. You know, I don't. And well, you're Batman. So you're not exactly. You, I'm not, I'm you that, are well, Batman. Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, Tom. I mean, you know, the, the, the Batcave is full of lo- lots of lots of cool toys. But <laughs> <laughs> and my, my alter ego Tom Clements um, is a is a pretty regular guy, and and
1: as and alter so, egos tend to be.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. And so the, the, the Tudor, um, I came to have this um purely through 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 inheritance actually. Um, you know, I, I got a little bit of money and I thought, oh, you know, I could I could spend this on knickknacks and, and whatever things that I'll forget about, or, or I could put it into something that's gonna become an heirloom in of itself and and that's what I did. Um and I think uh I think you yeah, know, it's money well spent as far as I'm concerned.
0: <laughs> if you wear it, it's well spent.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely. Wonderful. So so th- this this is staying in the collection till I till my, till I'm an old man, and it will be passed down to, to to a to a family member. I I hope.
1: So we got the BB58, we've got the square G's. Yeah. Anything else? Visit date. The visit Oh yes, the yeah. visit date.
2: And then of course you know there's there's <coughs> the UG, and I've got a uh, I've got a um, an old Citizen Eco drive, and uh and and another actually. Um, fantastic uh vintage dress watch um from my let's get this right great great grandfather um and that's uh just a lovely little rectangular gold cased watch um that i i don't wear because I, I i'll break it if i if i kind of strap it on for more than 10 minutes
0: that's a <laughs> uh, nice to look at
2: absolutely yeah 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 but the daily rotation is it's the bb58 the, the g-shock and and the photic when i'm when I'm not knocking into things, <laughs> so, how
0: how did you feel about the Blue Bay when it came out? Did you were were you fanboying over the Blue Bay because that that I, did some things to some people?
2: Yeah, it, you know, it was uh, it's a pretty special blue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that <hit.
1: laughs> that's how we know he listens. It's pretty okay. We know he <laughs> listens. Yeah, w- w- that's wonderful. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> is, so 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 you a thumbs up or a thumbs down uh, or 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 a thumb wavering in the middle. Hello, Joaquin Phoenix.
2: It's 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 <laughs> yeah no uh, no it's, it's, it was a thumbs up for sure for sure but no no regrets on on the OG 58 absolutely.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm with you on it. Yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at too. I'm with you. Uh, so Andrew, your finger is up. Your finger is up. I it. When does this launch? Mm. When can we well, start buying well, this well, watch? So. so so it's launched correct
2: no not yet no so this is a an exclusive 1420 exclusive um it's not planned but <laughs> we'll give you the <laughs> scoops. so I've, I've you know i've told a handful of people um who have dm'd me on instagram but um yeah i haven't announced it officially this will be launching on kickstarter um in september this year so a couple of months time it will be live and um yeah people will be able to to back it if if they would like to
1: and so, expected retail, we've got four hundred twenty-nine dollars, which I nope, think four hundred ninety twenty-nine pounds, pounds which that's I right. think yep. is something like five hundred and thirty U.S. dollars. Is that accurate today?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd need to double check exchange rates. Last time I looked, it was around the five ninety dollar mark.
0: Okay, um, so we're gonna have people change. checking exchange rates before they make their purchase. <laughs>
2: um but yeah that's that's right and of course um anybody who who decides to be a backer on kickstarter will, will will receive receive it below that price so um those prices are to be announced um but there'll be some um some tempting savings there hopefully for for backers
0: tbd and these are coming with a bracelet
2: that's right and yeah, a tropic the right yeah so i've got the, the blue on the tropic here at the moment so i know um Andrew, I think you mentioned quite recently that you found your ideal. Or maybe it was maybe it was Everett. One of you guys mentioned that you found your ideal tropic, which is an FKM. E- yes, yes, that's, that's yeah, me. You've got the tropic. That's me. Uh, Andrew's yeah, got the money. shitty
1: TPU ones. Yep, carry on. <laughs> They're not great. Um, <laughs> so they yeah, might even so be PVC.
2: <laughs> that's that's the material that we've gone with, and um, you know, it's when when we trialed. I say we. I <laughs> I trialed. Um, probably about the
1: company the yeah
2: the company the royal we yeah we i i tried out probably about seven or eight different straps um from various different places and this by a long shot for me at least is just 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 my ideal um it's 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 the most pliable um but also it's not sticky um so you don't get tons of lint on it and it's most importantly so weirdly like i've seen a lot of uh, Tropic star straps coming with just the one keeper. Oh uh, yeah. This has mm-hmm. two. Yep. And whenever I had, whenever I wore, wore straps with just the one keeper, I would just always have this long tail kind of just. Yeah. Cause it just breeze. works
0: its way down.
1: Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'd put it to the end and then I'd be terrified that it was just going to pop out, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I break things, so um,
1: and you've got hatching, hatching on the keepers. I think the classic design, wonderful. That's that's right, yeah,
2: that's right. So yeah, it's it's a it's a dead comfortable, um, easy, and it's got quick strap change as well on the spring bars. So um, yeah, it's uh, even though we've got the plugs, but you know it's uh, super convenient to change if, if you can't be able to get the tool out. So yeah, it's a, it's a grand strap.
0: I love quick release straps. Yeah. I love quick release bracelets. Is your bracelet quick release?
2: It isn't, and I agree with you. I love them as well, but um, no, we we haven't got quick release. We've just got the um, we've just got the drilled lugs instead to help you out with with taking that off.
0: Good enough. <laughs> so I have a question related to your website and to a environmental promise that you are making, and I expect that as an ecologist, there's some kind of I don't know responsibility or passion there related to it but talk to me about how clements is investing into the environment
2: yeah so as an ecologist obviously protecting the environment is is it's my bread and butter you know it's it's what i look to try and do and it's it's not just um hearsay it's something i I really do care about and so for every single photo diver that we sell we're going to be planting a tree um and it's going to be that tree is going to be here in the uk so we're going to help to reforest um parts of scotland and the cool thing is is we're we're partnered with a company called the future forest company and what they do is for every single tree that they plant they'll supply us with a what three words location do you guys use what three words in the states
1: not i'm not familiar with that doesn't mean we don't
2: (laughs) it's like a it's like a geo geo reference thing you know you you can convert it to long a lat or or, or, oh like when you buy LaFroy
0: and you get a one one by one foot by one foot plot exactly at the the distillery and you can you get the the coordinates for where you can go get your lease
2: exactly that's exactly it so when so after you've gone to Laphroaig and you've stood in your one foot by one foot plot you'll then go to (laughs) you'll then go to the forest that we've helped to plant and you can just hug your tree um so i think that's that's pretty cool um and alongside that we're also um climate positive so what that means is we're not just offsetting the carbon that we create but we're actually doing that twice um so by being in existence we are helping to reduce the atmospheric carbon that we have within our planet and And so
1: practically speaking how do you do that
2: so that there's loads of different ways that it that it can be it can be done. Uh, one of them is planting trees and we're already doing that so we're not counting that towards our carbon commitment. The carbon commitment is completely separate from planting trees, it's another thing that we're doing. Um, so it can be in res- uh, helping to invest in renewable resources, um, it can be helping to um, do social projects and kind of more deprived nations, whereby they use dirtier fuels. And so we'll help to provide them with cleaner fuels and cleaner sources. Um, it could even be just through funding uh, <laughs> the widespread use of low energy light bulbs. It's, there are so many different ways, but it all kind of adds up and helps. And, you know, in terms of the relevance of that to a dive watch, because obviously that's our kind of debut model, removing atmospheric carbon will help us to reduce ocean acidi- acidification. That will help reduce uh, coral. Uh, coral reef bleaching and that obviously helps to benefit all of our, our marine life so there's it's all connected
0: same with not wearing sunblock don't wear sunblock when you're on the beach near a coral reef but do just let it soak in
1: so the photic driver diver excuse me different it could be a driver, diff- hey. it could be a driver. the photic <laughs> diver launching september 2021 you heard it here first folks great British pound 429 of them. Apply your, at the moment, contemporaneous exchange rate. What the fuck and is happening? With Kickstarter. It's broken? Some discounts. Uh, happening in September. Where do we look at it right now? And what colors can
2: I get it in? So um, we have made the Photic Diver in Atoll Blue, which is blue uh abyss black uh, which has got a, a nice matte black dial uh, i should mention that the blue has got a sunburst finish to it mm-hmm. and then there's the kind of the showcase one which is the photic dial um and that's a fume or gradient dial depending upon what terminology you prefer and that goes that's a sunburst and that goes from blue to black and it's got a black bezel um you can find us at, on instagram that's probably where we post most frequently so at clements watches um i should mention clements is spelled c-l-e-m-e and ce got a lifetime of of spelling that for people most people um spell it with ts cuz that's the common spelling
0: i wouldn't even have um, thought of it with a ts
2: ah it's interesting
0: when he when whenever he texted me that we were talking to you it autocorrected to clemency <laughs> <laughs> clemency watches <laughs> and i was like yeah. that's not a thing man <laughs> uh but yeah clement's uh, i mean there's a lot of famous clements with a t and those didn't even come to mind yeah
2: Good stuff. Well, that's, you're welcome. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks. Um, so yeah, on Instagram, Clements or 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 uh, at our website, clementswatches.com, um, or just you know, just give us a Google.
1: G- G- Google Clements watches C- w- with a C with a C. Yeah, clemency, yeah, but that's... with an E instead of a Y. Are you done? No, Andrew. <laughs> other things, for fuck's sake, other things. What do you got? I watched half of a movie today. (laughs) (laughs) This is auspicious, auspicious beginning. The
0: half of the movie that I've watched, I'm comfortable telling you that you need to watch it. I don't know how it ends, but the first 55 minutes of it were good enough that they are worth whatever may or may not happen in the end. Tell me more. It's called Gunpowder Milkshake. So just from title alone, okay. we're good. We're, like you got you got some interest here. It's a 2-hour movie. It's recently released. It's a Netflix original. It's got some people that you recognize, but you don't realize why you recognize them. Like you are IMDBing these actors. What do I know like, this person from? Yeah. So main character is Karen uh Gillian? No, Gillian maybe yes she's aurora yes. in in guardians of the galaxy you've got lena lena scottish Henry. scottish by the way you've got carla gugino paul giamatti like just people who are like i know this person but what do i know them from so a good lineup and and a writer director who you don't know and has directed his six credits to his name but he killed it his name is navat Papuchato. Papa Papa Shado, he's he's an Israeli fella uh, who made a movie that combines all these elements that you're really familiar with that we all love. It feels kind of like Drive, right? The Ryan Gosling Drive with these bright colors, really conservative dialogue. But it's also Kill Bill in this very revenge-oriented super strong female leads it's it, it also is kind of John Wicky with a flavor of the Matrix you got this really good gun gunfu action with some some timing work in the fighting it
1: is This feels a little bit like a Beer Advocate review.
0: It is fascinating. I loved watching it. Uh, just the first half of the movie, and I'm saying you need to watch it for just the first half of the movie, because it's it's a killer. the whole The whole premise is this: this uh, little girl is in the family business of being an assassin, and then fast forward 15 years, and she's in kind of the twilight of her career as an assassin through through some mistakes that she's made as an assassin. And I'm at the point now where she's about to to pay the piper on the mistakes that she's made in her career field. So now, and now it's like getting heavy. Now is where the action really starts. Fifty five minutes in,
1: it's got Angela and Bassett in it.
0: It's got like he, people you know, and you're you're trying to place them because you just don't. It, they're they're people who've been out of the out of the the spotlight for a while. It's got Cersei Lannister in he, it. Yes. All right, I'm in. Watch it. It's on Netflix. It's, I, I it. You don't know it. how it ends, so it could be, re- so it might be a first, terrible ending.
1: The first hour could be awesome, and the last hour, terrible. I don't expect it's going
0: to be just based on the way he timed, like the tempo, the, the, this movie to, to the halfway point has been terrific. Even if storyline ending is poor, storyline ending for John Wick is poor, and everyone loves that series, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's it. That's my other thing. Milk. Or Gunpowder Milkshake. What a ridiculous title.
1: Watch it. It's on Netflix. I've got another thing. Do me. I had another thing earlier, and while we've been recording, my other thing has changed in my mind. Look at you. So I... There is some chance this has been another thing previously. But this week... So today's Sunday. I think on Wednesday, I couldn't find... I couldn't find a pencil. I was looking for a pencil. I mean, we have pencils all over the house, but I wanted a pencil, a specific pencil. You wanted a daddy pencil, and then there's a very real difference between
0: kid and mommy pens and pencils and what daddy uses.
1: And I was like, Kim, yeah. I can't find my mechanical pencil. And she was like, well, which one? And I'm like, my mechanical pencil, my- the one I use all the time. I have like five of them, and I can't find a single one. Okay, so, so we've moved. So there's maybe a stash of them somewhere. Yeah, There's still some boxes, so there may be a stash of them. With that said... I've had one at the new house, so it's like I can't find my mechanical pencil. And she was like, Well, there's one right here. And she picked up one that's very similar. But it's not it. But it's not. So it's a, a nine millimeter, and I wanted the five millimeter. So we have nine mil- What it- I do, I do art, man. I need to have different line weights, bruh. Anyway, I needed a five millimeter pencil. I couldn't find one. I ordered them on Amazon. I got two new ones today. I cracked them open and now I'm using them for our notes, our recording notes. They smell nice. (laughs) I got a Pentel P205, which if you're into pens or pencils at all, you've certainly used. Uh, This is not an exceptional pencil. It's not a special pencil. Uh, With that said, this is the skx Mm -hmm. of mechanical pencils it's cheaply quickly made mass-produced inexpensive materials however feels right the design on this thing is borderline perfect it's completely and utterly functional
0: and totally replaceable
1: and totally replaceable uh The printing is good. It's Japanese, which it's kind of their thing, right? Pens, pencils, Precision. precision instruments. This is a precision instrument for every man, and I just love it. As I've been using it on the show, I was like, man, this is it. This is the this is the mechanical pencil for me. I'm happy they delivered my Amazon package on a Sunday. <laughs> no, they delivered it on a, they delivered it on Thursday. It came the next day. I ordered these Wednesday morning and they came they were in the mail the next day. Oh, that's good. It's <laughs> I like, "Man, I had some scrub daddies in the mail today." <laughs> oh, you scrub daddy. Yep. Scrub daddy. I've seen a couple watch accounts post scrub daddies in their posts this week, and I don't know that it has anything to do with us, but it made me happy. I maybe or maybe didn't send a picture of the group. I'll send it now while everyone's sleeping. Scrub daddy. That's the champ. Uh, Tom, other things, what do you got?
2: Yeah. So, uh, firstly, I think I've got that pencil. So, uh, yeah, shout, shout out to that. Good, hey, good choice. Yeah, got the, good tastes. Yeah, de- definitely. The, yeah, definitely the SKX of of the mechanical pencil world. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, my other thing is uh, an inflatable kayak. Um so fuck yeah 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 i i love my inflatable kayak so when lockdown struck uh you know we couldn't go on holiday we couldn't do a lot of things and so me and my me and my uh um partner allison we we invested in in, a, in an inflatable kayak but in the uk a lot of the inflatable kayaks are kind of these big bulbous bladdery kind of things and i think you guys have got them in the states they're drop stitch so it's the same stuff as paddle boards mm-hmm. and they are amazing they are rigid, they are fast, they track well, they are just brilliant bits of kit. And it's about four and a half meters long. So it's a, it's a big thing. Uh, it's a two mana. And um, we take it everywhere and take it out as frequently as we can. We've paddled across coast to coast, Scotland, in it. We've wait, a few how, weeks long,
0: ago, how long does that take?
2: That took five days. Okay. Um, and we were we were wild camping on on the shores of, of various locks. So we we went through Loch Ness, which is probably the most famous loch in in uh, in did, Scotland.
1: Did you encounter her?
2: We didn't see Nessie. Okay. No, she was she was chilling. So um, so wait, this has
1: been a controversy on the show for a while. It, is is are there whales in Loch Ness?
2: Not as far as I know.
1: Okay, just just wondering. Okay, that's you, a controversy. Yeah. I can't. Why would there? <laughs> carry on
2: tom it depends on who's Uh, on the beach (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no we, we we didn't see any whales um but uh yeah you know we we've done that we've we've a few weeks ago we were going down a river with some little rapids on it which was loads of fun we saw golden eagle which i've never seen before that was awesome um we've taken it through along kind of coastal routes rivers lakes locks you know you name it and it's just fantastic because it makes adventure so accessible. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of an investment up front, but if you've got some space in the boot of your car, just go for it, you know? And, um, I just can't advocate them enough to,
0: to people. What, what brand did you get? What was the, what's the, the brand of kayak that you guys went with? Cause there's a bunch of the inflatables that are out there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when we bought ours, it was, um, we were a bit late to the game in, in lockdown in the UK, and basically everyone had had the same idea as us. And so there was a national out of stock, basically, for, for inflatable kites. So we just bought some random no brand, no name one. And I'm pretty sure it's probably something that had been imported from China at some point. Well, like most of them were, I'm sure. Like an AliExpress. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But there's an analog to it now that's available in the UK. I know for sure it's called Blue Wave. And I think in the States, I did a bit of research before we bought this bad boy. And I think Razorlight do one that's that's kind of akin to it. And yeah, as I say, it's drop stitch on all three sides. So you've got the base and two sides. And um, yeah, it's, it's just a beast. Just if you're thinking about it, do it and just have fun because they are awesome bits of kit. Wonderful.
0: I love inflatable like durable inflatable boat options. Yeah, as like, a person who stores a kayak always, I would very much like it to be
1: folded up and on the shelf. <laughs> you know, I I also think just like like zodiacs when you see people just flying on a zodiac and uh you, you know you still got to store the motor. The motor takes some yeah, yeah, storage sure. space. But but your but your your point is that inflatable uh like durable sick inflatable watercraft are awesome. I'm into it. I'm looking at buying a big-ass boat that I have to store. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to buy a boat. Yeah. And I, I told you I would help you clean it. And I appreciate that. So, clementswatches.com. Also, Clements Watches on Instagram. Be looking in September. 40 and 20 exclusive. Be looking in September for the announcement of the Kickstarter where you would be able to pick your own Clements Watch up. For a discount from four hundred twenty nine great British pounds. Andrew, anything else you want to add?
0: Uh, so I always, in order to write the show notes, do a quick Google on whatever we talk about, so yeah. I can have the tabs open. Yeah. Uh, the Future Forest Company. It they're they're like when you open their page, on your phone, it says un asterisk ing the future which I assume to mean unfucking the future. Yeah, let's unfuck that future. I love that. That's a great company to partner with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a
2: strong statement. <laughs>
1: yeah. So that's that's the last thing that I have. Tom, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, really looking forward to seeing what you're going to do. Uh, and thank you at home for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20. The Watch Clicker podcast. Check us out on Instagram. Instagram at 40 and 20 or at the watch clicker you can also check us out on our website watch that's where we post every single episode of this podcast as well as reviews articles all the good stuff man all of it all the good stuff if you want to support what we're doing here and look right look we really need it okay We've got to pay for hosting andrew's like picked up a mani petty habit it's, i have shit's expensive also a sugar scrub habit <laughs> You can do so at Patreon.com/slash Forty and Twenty. Look, guys, it really does help. I know it doesn't feel like much, but even if you could give a buck, two bucks, three bucks per month, that just that just makes the that makes the the engine keep turning over. It's putting
0: gas in the tank.
1: And don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye bye.